0: Everybody ready? Come on, let's go. The Rick Thorne Show! Let's go!
1: The Rick Thorn Show! Let's go!
0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to The Rick Thorne Show. My name's Rick Thorne. On this episode, I have skateboard legend, artist, musician, and all around one of the most multi-talented inspiring people that I've ever met and known, Mr. Steve Caballero. What's up, Steve? How you doing?
1: I'm doing good, bro. Thanks for the call, man.
0: I mean, d- you know, time flies, Cab. We've known each other for about, what, 20 years, at least?
1: Long time since the Vans Warp Tour. And uh, <laughs> actually, I think the first time I met you was at uh, the Olympics, opening ceremony of the Olympics, right?
0: Yeah, I think that was in 1996. Yeah, man. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but time has flown by, man. Like I've, I've always admired like the fact that you're able to uh, just you dive into things and different different things beyond skateboarding, and you're you're so good at doing so many different things. And I wanted to talk about like you know how did you get into art? Did you always draw?
1: Well, you know when I was younger, I I, I loved dabbling with it, and then obviously when you're in school, you know they teach you that in school art classes and stuff, and all the way up into middle school. Even high school, you know, um, just being creative, just doing art. It's fun to do, it's challenging, and it's um, it's soothing to the soul, you know. And um, so I'd, I'd, you know, all through the years, I'd still pick up a pen and pencil and draw if I felt creative in a certain way. And then it wasn't until around early 2000s that I started seeing a lot of skateboarders doing a lot of art shows and, and participating in those uh, near, like, skateboard events and stuff. And I'm like... Man, I want to be part of that collective where these uh, skateboarders are showing their art, you know. Um, So I, you know, I grabbed some uh, paint and some brushes and uh, canvases, and I started to learn how to paint um, a little bit. And then I grabbed some inks and and learned how to ink as well. And uh, just over the years, uh, putting the time work and stuff, the skills have developed to a point where uh, people are are actually asking for me to... um, to do stuff for them and also i'm actually traveling even more for art than i am skating these days
0: yeah i noticed that i see that on your instagram and i'm like wow man this is cool because i remember warp tour those those early 2000s when you were drawing more and and i I saw more and more you know like i knew a little bit before that but i noticed that you were starting to build your momentum and your interest in that and i see that on your instagram that you're touring a lot going to art shows, go, you're even going overseas, right?
1: Yeah, man. Like, just this just this year, I went to Indonesia, China, Japan, Brazil, and it's just kind of taken off for me, and it's kind of like a, a revamp of uh, my career, and, you know, as a skateboarder, you know, you don't really know how long your career is going to last, and I've just been kind of hanging on to it with a thread you know just kind of milking it as much as i can and uh, in the meantime i've been developing some artistic skills so i kind of feel like i'm making this transition um as an athlete into an artist um and uh just doing certain things for certain companies and uh you know I, I just feel the more and more you put yourself out there the more and more people take notice and they want a part of what you're doing
0: yeah 100% and I think that's cool that you're able to see I need to like reinvent myself to take myself to a different place don't you think that skateboarding and art kind of have always been together
1: yeah for sure man I mean uh, that's what's been so attractive the skateboarding is the artwork that's been on the boards I mean that's why people bought buy the boards and buy right. the models uh, all the images and, and things that are that are on. On, on our silk screen on the bottom of the skateboard. So, definitely, our, our skateboard industry is very art driven, you know, as far as t shirts and, and logos and um, things that stand out, things that people want to represent. So, yeah. yeah, it does all go hand in hand, especially with music as well. You right. Know, the music side, they, they strive on images. So, you know, it, I, I kind of have been approaching the whole art thing like I approach skateboarding. I um, mean, skateboarding for me was a fun outlet, challenging, and I never really started as a career. And it turned into one. And right. that's kind of what's new with artwork is I didn't really ever look into it as a career, but I, you know, damn sure worked my butt off to develop it into one, you know. And it's, I, I can see that it is actually becoming one, but not because that was my main goal. It was more just I just love creating, um, being challenged. And um, I mean, who doesn't love looking at, at good art, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. 100%. I mean, you know, I think that the expression is probably a, a lot of the reasons why a, a lot of people ride and skate. But then you got the music side of it. I remember when I was growing up, we were like, yo, have you heard of this band called The Faction? You know, and we're like, oh, we're like, I never met you. You were just like this, like this person that... This, this uh mystery, like Steve Caballero's uh, you know what I mean <laughs> and I was like, what you is it what is this and and talk to me with music for a second. I mean, how'd you get involved with music? was that was that something that spawned off of skating?
1: um that was you know obviously the same thing, you know um something that was another thing that was challenging and and something that was another creative outlet um, back in the early eighties. you know I wasn't really so much into music or playing it until I got into rock and roll. And that was through the skateboarding. And then it, you know, kind of it kind of veered into kind of like a new wave era type of music and then straight into punk rock. And once it got into punk rock I really, really indulged into that music and, and I was like, Man, you know, um I, I went to this record store and I saw this forty five on there and it said J F A and I'm like, What is J F A? Uh, and then I thought, Oh, Jody Foster's army, what is that? And what attracted me was On the cover of their album was uh, a picture of the singer doing a kick turn on a ramp. And the the band members were sitting on top of the ramp. And I'm like, oh, they must skate, too. That's cool. They skate and play music. I thought, like, dude, we should start our own band. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I picked up the bass, and I learned how to play bass. And then I I remember going into the studio, recording our first Faction um, 45 uh, EP, and I remember looking back going like, man, I've only been playing bass for six months and we're in the studio recording a record. Um, and it was full DIY, do-it-yourself. That was the whole thing that attracted me to punk rock is like, there's no rules. You do it yourself. You know, you don't wait for these major labels to come and um, find you. You just kind of do, create your own scene, you know, and, and that's what we did. You know, we were just being little kids, uh, being creative and having fun. And then we started playing shows and um, it just kind of all snowballed from there where, One record would pay for another record, then that would pay for an album, and then the album would pay for another album, to the point where we did our um, two U.S. tours in 1984 and 85, and uh, uh, unfortunately we broke up in in 1985. So we were together from 82 to 85, and then we got back together again in 1989 with pro skateboarder Jeff Kendall on lead guitar. We did that for a few years, uh, broke up again. I started some other bands um, until just, you know, uh, 2012, uh, we, we were formed again uh, as The Faction, and uh, we've just been playing shows ever since then, and it just kind of seems like we're getting a lot more shows, and the, the momentum is building, and it seems like people want to see The Faction these days.
0: No, they do. I see that on... I mean, dude, but I get on the Instagram every day. You're doing something, but it's, it's things that are different. You know, if it's not art, it's music. If it's not music, it's skating. If it's not this, it's, it's like... All the stuff you're doing with moto—that's something else you you picked up on a uh, oh, warp tour. Remember, we were, we you didn't have yeah. any bike. You know what I mean? You're like you're like oh, I'm gonna start riding moto, and then all of a sudden it's like brat cab's like brat brat brat. <laughs> like you just have that ability to like whatever you pick up. You're so dialed and focused, and it's I mean, motocross is a whole another thing you got going on.
1: Well, you know, Rick, the thing I just want to teach people is we weren't created to be one thing, right? And I think a lot of people kind of dig themselves in a hole and they feel like. You know, they have to work their whole life to just be one thing. And, you know, I, I honestly believe that God created us to have many talents. But I think fear is what gets in the way of your full potential as a human being. Right. Uh, get to, to, to put yourself out there for ridicule, um, you know, for for people uh, judging and, and being opinionated against what you're doing. And once you get past that, and just kind of just do things because you enjoy doing them, and it doesn't matter who you're trying to impress um, right you can enjoy life more and you can ex- you can discover what you're actually capable of like you know even to this day I mean I, I don't even know if I've discovered my full potential and I do a lot <laughs>
0: right no you do and where do you think that confidence came from? Do you think like okay, I got good at skating, so if I can get good at skating, then maybe I can be good at this, and then if I got good at this, do you think or do you think you, that's something you've always had
1: well I think everybody has it. I think it's, it's, it's learning to trust yourself, learning to trust the fact that we are amazing people, and uh, to not doubt yourself, to believe in yourself, to experience new things, and like I said, uh, to get over the fear, because fear really drives people to um, places where um, they get stuck and they don't experience life to the fullest. I think skateboarding has has really taught me a lot about failure and how you have to fail to succeed. And like, you just can't hop on a skateboard and be good. Right. You know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of dedication, passion, blood, sweat, tears. People don't see the um, the sidelines or, or the backstage of where it takes to get to some place. You know, and uh, that's why I make posts because people uh, will really, really shoot themselves in the foot. By just just a thought in their head, like saying, hey, you know, I, I don't, man, I don't think I could ever land that, or I don't think I could ever paint that, or I don't think I could ever write a song like that. And once you think like that, then you're already done. Right. You know, well, I'm a strong giver in PMA, positive mental attitude. Well, you told me about and... that
0: back in the day. <laughs> I mean I had yeah. it I, I, maybe you saw something in me that I didn't know like I was fighting to be or whatever, but you got me a shirt that said positive mental attitude even though I grew up on listening to punk rock and positive music and stuff, but I just always think back to that shirt you got me and you know it stuck but anyways, what you were saying about a positive mental attitude I cut you off No okay
1: yeah it's just for me and my where I am at my age right now and, and, and um, like I said, I'm still trying to hold on to the dream live a, live a, a life of an athlete, and entertainer. So, you know, that all really starts from your heart and your mind and where you're at mentally, you know. And if you're there mentally, um, you can perform, you know. Of it, I, I always say uh, talent is 99% is mental and, you know, 1% is uh, skill, physical. So you can have all the skill and all the talent, but if your mind is telling you, no, I'm, I can't do it, no, I don't believe in myself, that ain't going to happen.
0: No, it's not. Even the thoughts are obviously saying it as well. Think about like other things you did before skating as a kid. Did you always feel like you kind of had that confidence? I mean, because I believe confidence could be learned and self motivation could be learned and a number of things can. But do you think like, yeah, thinking back to where when you were a kid, like, and you're at a swimming pool and you're like eight, you're like, yeah, oh, I could dive off this thing. Did you always feel like you were a pretty confident guy?
1: Yeah, I mean, not always. And I still, you know, I still am cautious because I don't like getting hurt. So right
0: far. well no i mean but, but like diving into the new projects because i admire it and i agree with you 100 percent. we don't tap into even a percentage most people have their potential but it's amazing that each thing that you get involved with you have some form of success with it it's like even though you do it because you love it the things you do are great and so i'm just wondering like when you were a kid did you feel like already mindset there like naturally
1: no I, I, I don't believe, like, I, I always say this and I ar- al- always will argue this to the grave that I do not believe in natural talent. I mean, the only time that, that I'll, I'll take a path on that is singing vocals. Like, a, a person born with great vocal cords, that, yeah. But when it comes to, like, using your hands and your feet and your eyes and your hearing, I mean, that's all learned, you know? I mean, that's all self-taught putting it in the works it all starts with the mind and the heart and you don't you don't know what people are thinking like you don't know that I go to bed thinking about motocross or waking up thinking about motocross and during the day thinking about motocross and when I'm riding motocross I'm thinking about motocross or studying I'm looking at motocross things and watching how their techniques are and I mean nobody sees that you know Right, they don't know that that's on my mind, so right there right there, I'm putting in the work and thinking and and having this thought process of like, what can I do to be better at this what what can I do? you know, so my mind is always turning, and then I'll throw in a, like, oh, I gotta finish this art piece. Oh, I gotta go to the skate park. <laughs> oh, I gotta pick up the kids.
0: <laughs> I think we're on the same page here. I, I've like, yeah, you got a lot of things going on, and you're like, yo. I mean, I, I, agree with you. I think that when you speak of a natural, I believe that someone's thinking more clearly about their actions, so therefore they seem to be natural compared to others. People will say, oh, that dude's just a natural, but no, I, I couldn't agree with you more.
1: When people say that. Rick, I think it's really downplaying how hard a person works. It's really actually um it's kind of hurtful when someone says like, "Oh, well that person's just naturally gifted." <laughs> they, yeah.
0: they have
1: no idea how hard it takes to, to be good in anything if you've never done it.
0: Oh, 100%. Um,
1: I wanted to go back to um see this is the way my brain works. So, um I've never flat tracked before. Um, until a couple years ago and then my friend invited me to this this show uh music uh skate motorcycle festival in in Bay Ritz, France called Wheels and Waves and they're like yeah we want to invite you out here and then we want you to come flat track you know and we got we can get bikes for you I've never done it my whole life and I could have said um no I don't think so but I was like sure why not <laughs> yeah so I got on a motorcycle and did my flat tracking for the first time, and I had a blast, you know. But I could have been like, "Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, I've never done that, and uh, I just don't want to." Maybe some other time.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's awesome you did that because I yeah. think I think like I've done I've done the opposite of what you just said before, and then thought like, "Well, why didn't I go do that? Like that would have been kind of cool, you know what I mean?" But. That's cool that you're just like so. So, what was the turnout like? Is this something that you see yourself getting involved with as well? Because you like all aspects. you like all types of motorcycles, right?
1: Yeah, I'm, and I had a blast doing it. And uh, where I've come with flat tracking, I uh, flat flat track a Yamaha uh, 400, I flat track uh, my my 1944 Harley Davidson um, tank shift bike, I flat track a hooligan Indian motorcycle. Where I where I've come to the flat track thing is. I want to build a proper vintage flat track bike that will work for me. Right. And, and then once I get that bike built, then I'll, then I'll get serious about it and get into it. But for right now, I, I don't feel like I have the proper bike that I want um, to excel in that. Um, but
0: well, how did I, it feel though being out there on the track?
1: Definitely different skill, you know, different mindset, uh, the way a uh, bike has to handle uh, making left turns the whole time uh learning when to uh there's no there's no front brake so you have to learn how to engine brake um you have to know when to accelerate when not to um it's definitely um uh, a learn finesse type of riding and then then you're in there with you know 6 to 10 guys all trying to hit the same turn it gets it can get kind of hairy and, and last weekend uh I was at Motor Beach Classic and uh, saw a lot of crashes, man. I mean, guys that are aggressive will get in there on you and, and bad things can happen. I've seen guys break their arms, get knocked out. Gnarly. If motorcycles are dangerous. Uh, skateboarding is dangerous. Uh, a lot of things I do are dangerous. Punk um, rock. Punk but, rock's
0: dangerous. Punk rock used to be dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it used to be dangerous, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, yeah.
1: I like the thrill. I like the thrill. I like I like the excitement. You know, I like the the feeling it gets me to overcome a fear of yeah. something you know it just it's it's just what drives human beings to to excel and and to experience new things along with the, you know experience that with other people and i always look back at that one movie that jim carrey came out with called yes man did you ever see that movie
0: i'm not sure sh- i don't think i have
1: it's just a, a guy that just never really did anything and and um, and then he just, his life was just so boring. And then I think he went to a seminar or something and it talked about, like, if you just say yes to one thing, you'll, your life will change. <laughs> he said, like, yes to, like, everything. And his <laughs> life is <was> like... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch that. Crazy. I feel like that's how my life is. That's why you see me um, doing so much stuff, because I, I, I seem to cannot say no <laughs> to opportunities that arise.
0: <laughs> but what's cool about it is is that your approach, like, you know... Just hanging out with you on Warm Tour all those years, I learned a lot. You know, I got a lot of inspiration, a lot of motivation.
1: Thanks.
0: I always like to do different things, and opportunities were handed my way to do different things. And I, I, I chose a different way. I was always fighting against things, and I reached a point in my life now where I don't have to fight against things in order to get what I need and what I, or things that I love to do. So I'm a lot more open-minded yeah. and a lot more at peace. I'm not, as, I'm not clouded, okay? And so what I always noticed about you is you weren't clouded. You always seemed calm, but you would go into things... And what they would what they would turn into, like your collaboration you just did with Shift, with with the gear is amazing, dude. With your art, it's just so sick yeah. that like you you got skating, you got into punk rock, art, and then you got into moto, and then all of a sudden you collabed your art with moto, like two things that you didn't really do when I first met you as much, you know what I mean? Oh. As much, so it's a trip. It <laughs> trip me out. I was like, this is amazing. This is so rad, dude. Talk to me yeah, about the Shift know? collab. How's that?
1: Um, yeah. That, that's kind of surreal in itself, you know, to to the point like what you were talking about, you know, um, getting into artwork and, and, and going full force with that to try to develop uh, better skills uh, to getting into dirt biking and, and trying to learn how to ride and then doing it for five years, quitting for six, you know, start a family and then get back into it and just putting the work in um, to just get out there and, and, and ride and um and I think, you know, I think because of Instagram and social media, people know what I'm doing, so they right. know that I'm legit as far as being into things, that it's just it's just not for just for show, that, that they're really lifestyle things for me. But, you know, I think what, what has happened with the success is it's not so much just the skill level, I, I believe it's the friendships that I've built along the way, and then maintaining a, a good, loyal, honest positive attitude when it comes to dealing with people and being trustworthy and, and just being friendly and kind and and uh, not burning any bridges, you right. know, that it, it, it all comes around, man. You never know who you're going to run into again, you know, and uh, so it just kind of teaches you you should be kind to everybody because you never know years down the road you're going to run into the same person and an opportunity is going to arise and they're going to remember the the first time they met you and how what was their react what was your reaction what was their reaction and what they thought of you you know and right um, so I, I, I believe I believe in that you know and uh, as far as the shifting comes along touching people's lives years ago it, it, it's really really um, come to flourish as far as um, them reaching out and saying hey you know we've been noticing your artwork um, we know you're in the moto. Um, we're trying this new thing where we want to do this artist series with our, our, our label called shift. Are you down? You know? And for me, I'm like the yes, man. Yeah, let's do it. I can, I've never designed a helmet before. I've never designed gear before. So I don't know if I want to do that. No, I, I just go with the opportunities before I even know I can do it. I say yes to it.
0: Right. You know? You're the new Jim Carrey, dude. <laughs> And just to see you take something else and take the opportunity, and, and your your art's great, you, you're you're all right at moto. I, hey,
1: I'm I'm still working on it, man. I'm still. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, I go, I go once a week now. No, I'm
0: teasing you. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm just messing, man. You, I went riding with you. You smoked me. I was like, I ain't jumping that, dude. You're good. <laughs> no, but you go you know, riding I, once a week, you said.
1: Once a week, and I, you know, if I could, I would ride every day. Right. Um, but I was just telling somebody right now, moto because i've been doing it so much and i have a lot of seat time under my belt now that it's actually starting to feel like skating now i can go and, and get on my dirt bike and i don't have this fear that i used to have a long time ago i don't ever think about it anymore like there's certain jumps that i see i can see them and i go like oh it just i just need to give it this much on my throttle you know i know i i have the confidence to clear that and this 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 rut that I'm coming come into, I know that I, if I lean into it like this, that it's just gonna it's just gonna go really smoothly. Right. Um. You know. So um. I'm really having a lot of fun with moto, and I feel like, you know, at my age, I'm gonna be 54. I'm only getting faster on my dirt bike. I, I don't plan on getting slower. So that's
0: awesome, um, dude.
1: I think if you take care of yourself right and. Uh, you know, get enough sleep and stay away from drugs and alcohol. I think you could live a full, abundant life um, where you don't have these hangups and you don't have these things that are that are taking you away from your full potential. You know, that all comes with wisdom. I think wisdom helps you make great decisions. Oh yeah. You know, and you're able if you're a wise person, you learn from your mistakes and you just don't go there again. You know, and and you're and when you're wise, not tr- not to float my own boat, but you, you you tend to like grab opportunities when they're in front of you. When there's so many people who are unwise, they can't see opportunity right in front of their face, and they just let it go by.
0: You guys got a show coming up? Uh, the faction does with Rancid, right?
1: Yeah, we're opening up for Rancid. Sick. Um, uh... <laughs> I know is that crazy. That's
0: so sick. Tell me how that came about, dude. That's that's huge for the faction. That's rad.
1: Well, we 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 have we have um, some shows that that were already lined up. Um, playing with, um, actually, with Lars' sideband, Old Firm Casuals, in um, San Jose at the Ritz. And then we have another show the the next day um, in Sacramento on December 1st. Our November 30th show uh, was set, the December 1st show was set, and then all of a sudden um, Lars reached out and said, hey, you want to play this benefit the night before in San Francisco on the 29th? You know, it doesn't really pay much, but it's more of a benefit. You know, to help you know, cause and like, damn.
0: What yeah, ca- what we're, cause we're is dem- it helping?
1: Um, I don't know. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> for me, it's like I don't care what cause it is. We're we're playing it for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's but but it you does, it
1: doesn't matter what the cause is it's, it's helping somebody out we're opening for ransom, <laughs> we say yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's huge though that's sick man I'm congrats I'm happy for you guys how's I mean, you guys got to be stoked
1: yeah we're super stoked and then also um I wanted to tell you is that we have a, a show coming up uh, November 17th in Long Beach and we're doing a benefit show for um, Alan Losey, who's suffering from from um, uh, this disease that he has.
0: Oh wow! What is it?
1: CRSP or something like that. Chronic, like pain. Yeah, yeah. He's got this disease that he's going. He's going through C R S P or something like that. That we're that we're going to help uh, raise some funds so he can uh, for his medical bills and stuff. Um, so that's in Long Beach at Alex Bar.
0: Oh, uh, I'll come to that. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, we're really excited to do that for him. as I bet. well. It's called CRPS. That's right. Yeah, and we're playing with Steve Alba, Steve Alba's band, and I guess Matt Hensley and Alan Lose are going to do a little set too. All
0: right, I'm coming to that. That sounds like yeah. fun. Yeah. But do you ever think back, like in the in the early '80s when you started a punk band, you'd still be playing music to this day, or be offered gigs?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I you know besides the faction, I I was in other bands um, throughout years. And
0: can, I, can I guess them? Can I guess them?
1: Yeah. Odd Man Out? Yep. Soda? Soda, and there was one in between I, I, Odd Man Out Soda. I know,
0: I know what it's called. Shovelhead. Exactly. See, I'm a cabbie fan before you I even <laughs> knew my man. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: so, uh, you know, uh, I dabbled in different types of genres of music and stuff, and um, switching from bass back to guitar, back to bass, back to guitar, and then um, even like uh, joining in Playing songs with different bands, like um, on the Warp tour with Mill and Colin, Blink One Eighty Two, Pennywise, so rad, Bowlfinger, uh, MXPX, um, to like recently playing with Strung Out, uh, playing with H Two O. Um, so it's been fun sitting in with these guys and, and playing. So I've, I've obviously still played music um, throughout my whole career, and um, that's like another outlet, you know, just telling myself, hey, I want to be a musician. You know, and, and picking up an instrument and uh, going with
0: it—you just don't stop, and I love it. And I'm right there with you, brother. Um, there's one question I wanted to ask you that I never asked, and I'm just curious: How did you get into skating?
1: Um, well, it kind of—it was, it was kind of all—it was pretty organic, you know. Um, obviously, back in the late '70s, skateboarding—you know, roller skating, uh, building go-karts, riding BMX was all pretty popular, you know. Things that we did outside. You know, versus what childhood uh, looks like inside now, um, where a lot of things inside with computers and video games, and we didn't have that stuff back then. A lot of the stuff that we did was more outdoorsy, but um, I always loved um, BMX, you know, I always loved uh, yeah. um, riding, my, riding my bike and, and uh, trying to emulate evil Knievel. He was like a, a, a icon hero back then, uh, the things that he was doing on television mm-hmm. and the movies that were coming out about him. Um, so, you know, I was always attracted to the motocross. I always thought, you know, how can I make my bicycle look like a motorcycle or a motocross thing? And, you know, I always I had this uh, eagerness to want to learn how to ride a, a bike and jump and, and race. And I got to a race one, one time, and um, I remember I was lining up on the gate, and I looked to my side, looked to my other side, and these guys are like two feet taller than me i was always been kind of short for my age and small. And I'm like, I tried to do this race, and I'm like, after one race, I and mean, then I'm like, shoot, I can never beat these dudes. I'm too short. Like, I don't have the legs. I, I will never win. And, you know, if you're going to race, what's the option, what's the object of the game is to win, right? Of course. So you're not going to sit up on a gate to lose. You want to win. right? So even, I think even back then, I already gained a little bit of wisdom, like, why well, I never gonna win on this? So why even bother?
0: <laughs> and wait, wait, and how and how old were you?
1: Um, I was like um, uh, ten or
0: eleven. See, see, yeah, okay, you know? got it. You're so you already you did have some wisdom to figure that out because most might yeah. not. Might so not. then
1: I went over, my, I went over to my friend's house and he had a skateboard and he had like a little ramp set up and I I could already skate because I could skate down the street and I went to try this ramp and was learning how to try to kick turn on it. I'm like, "Man, this is fun." And then I was coming down to Orange County to go to Disneyland and I saw across the street these guys riding these like concrete waves. Like, I'm like, "Oh my goodness, like what is that?" Like, oh, it's a skateboard park. So, uh, I started looking at these magazines at 7-Eleven, Skateboard World, uh, Skateboarder Magazine, and I started looking at these things like where these people were starting to like build skateboard parks down in like Southern California. So, then I told my dad, "Hey, next time we go to Disneyland, can I go to this skateboard park?" And I went, and I just, man, I, I went there with my best friend, and we just skated all day. And I never skated a pool before, and I, was, I, I actually got up to tile. Wow. Fact, I, kicked, I, tried, I tried to go down the snake run. I couldn't do it because I couldn't go frontside. It took me, like, all day to finally master it. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever. So I, when I went home, I started building my own ramps in the front yard. I tried to build ramps in the backyard, quarter pipes. And then all of a sudden I heard, like, oh, there's going to be a local skate park in San Jose. So I waited and waited and waited until it opened, and then as soon as it opened, I went every weekend. I was just, every day, every every day. day think about going to the skate park in the weekend to meet my new skateboard friends, and then I was able to get on this <clears throat> skate park team uh, called Campbell Skate Park, which paid for my, my skate time. I just started going every day after school, you know? And I knew that um, by learning how to compete, you would, you would earn things, so I earned trophies, or in skate time or in skate products and then that's what drove me back in the day was to progress and and be the best i can because i knew that uh i would be um achieving new 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 goals and also uh, getting things from it you know
0: of course Um, but 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 what would you say the time because you you were it was pretty quick though wasn't it where you were like you started skating and then all of a sudden like with a year later you were like killing it in contests wasn't it relatively like pretty fast for you
1: Well, I remember the first time that I went to a skate park was about 1977. So rad. Man, that's so sick. Like late 1978, early 79, I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm already sponsored by a skateboard park. I'm on their team. And then 1979, I came down with the Campbell Skate Park team to SoCal to compete against the SoCal.
0: SoCal dudes.
1: Yeah. And uh, met Stacy Peralta. And uh, and you've yeah, been on the team on the ever team.
0: since, right? How many years?
1: Um, th- this year will be 40 years. Dang. They got
0: sponsored by Pal in
1: 1979.
0: Wow. And you probably got 40 more in you. It just seems that you, you've been able to learn or to like get to excel, I guess I should say, quicker than most people for the amount of time you were in it. Do you think that goes back to the fact of like the whole PMA, the positive attitude about things?
1: I think it does. Well, I work hard at everything that I do. I put a lot of time into things. So, um, obviously, the more time you put into something, you know, the results are going to be better and better. And and being, a, you know, a, a slight perfectionist as well and not being satisfied yeah. with the results, um, you always want to be better and better. And I kind of see this in my own son now when I go skating with him. I'm, I'm starting to film him and film him doing tricks. And he's like, no, Dad, I want to do it again. I want to do it better. When he says that to me, I'm like, oh my goodness! I'm I'm starting to see myself in him.
0: That's so awesome,
1: you know, that he's not satisfied. That he knows that he could do it better.
0: That's key, man, to keep pushing yourself.
1: Yeah, and with that comes greatness. You know what I mean? Because of course. When you're always trying to improve and better yourself, um, you're showing that you're not done yet. You know that that you got more in you, and you know a lot of people are just you know don't work as hard, and those are the those are the ones that don't achieve much. Those are the people that always go like, "Well, you know, I'm just not naturally gifted." But you know, that's not that's not true, man. No, I, I don't know how much work you put into. I don't know how, what your uh, patience level is. You got to ask yourself what you, what is your patience level? What is your pain threshold? Right. You know, are you willing to sacrifice? You know, how much time are you willing to put in? Those are the questions you need to ask yourself. Of course. Before you get into anything, you know, am I willing? To work hard. Am I willing to put myself through this? It's a choice, you know. Right. I, I think life is life is a choice. There's no one stopping you but yourself.
0: I couldn't agree with you more, Cab. I appreciate talking with you.
1: Thanks, brother. Is there thanks, anything? Thanks. Is there any?
0: Is there anything else we want to cover that you want to promote that you have going on uh, that would be like any website or Instagram or anything you want to throw out there?
1: Um. Well, you know, uh, I have a website called SeedCablow.com uh, and. Um, I have an online store there, so if anyone's ever looking for products that ha- that have my signature on them or anything that I endorse with my name on it, it's a one-stop shop place to go get stuff. I just released an artist series deck that I did. Um, it's just another medium of my artwork to, to go on a skateboard. I'm starting to do that. It's not so much to compete with Paul Peralta. Uh, my board sponsor, but it's just another way of people getting my art on a different medium. And I know people love collecting skateboards. Of course. It's related to me. And um, so it's just another avenue to express myself. And and, um, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see what comes from that. You know, I'm just always open for um, new opportunities, commissions, and um, I'm, I'm willing to work as much as I can if I have the time for it.
0: Everybody, check out Cab's uh, website and get his gear. Um, Check out his artwork. It's amazing. But there's one thing that we didn't cover that's huge. I can't believe I skipped it. Signature shoe. Now, are you the first one to have a signature skate shoe? Yeah,
1: man. Um, 1989, Vans approached me with um, the idea of having a a skateboard signature shoe. And I I said yes to it. Uh, Three years later, um, that's where the Half Cab was developed. Um, the shoe uh nineteen uh ninety two i've been- you know with van's shoes since nineteen eighty eight and uh we've had a great relationship there and uh that's
0: thirty that's, years bro
1: yeah and so it's been a good relationship and and uh we're just kind of pressing forward with that and we've done a bunch of different collaborations with the half cab and so it's you know it's it's been a great avenue for me to um, a successful avenue for me to keep being me and traveling and skating and, and uh, being a professional athlete. Um, I've been very blessed with that opportunity. It's all about relationships and give and, give and take and it, it hasn't been all good with, with pal and with bands um, but you know we've worked through our differences and, and and we've been able to manage to hold on to these relationships and um, and have this loyalty uh, between both of us and you know it's it's admirable to have that integrity of, of, of having this relationship with these these brands, Vance and palper Peralta, for so long.
0: Right, it's like being married, bro. It,
1: it goes a long way, man, you know, and we both have supported each other over the years, and, and hopefully uh, we can maintain that relationship.
0: Yeah, and it's like when you do, when you got your arts, art shows going on, or when you got skate uh, demo going on, or if you got your band playing going on, or a moto event, you're able to take those brands that you already endorsed into other other avenues and in other other places that they normally would probably might not get from just the not average but you know the the regular guy that they might sponsor for certain reasons on their team you're able to take their product and put it in different places and that says a lot to a brand I've always said that you know I agree with you on so much stuff with the relationships and I I tell people all the time it's like it's not so much like what your tricks you're doing it's like what how you can get out there for not only yourself as a brand, but for the people that endorse you, because that's why they endorse you.
1: Be professional, work hard, and be a man of your word, have a good integrity, and uh, just just work hard for the companies that support you. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's an easy equation to have a long-lasting relationship.
0: Much love, Cab. Thanks a lot for everybody listening. I'll talk to you soon, Cab. Thanks again.
1: Love you too, Rick Thorne.
0: Much love, brother. Bye.
1: Peace out.